I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are having a conversation about the myth of confidence. I'm so excited to dive into it with you today, Um, but first we're going to talk about today's rose, bud, and thorn. So my rose for today is learning to look for the magic in everyday things. I was talking to someone recently about how, you know, there was a time in my life where I used to see a bird and I thought, that bird is there for me. It's special. And I have a harder time accessing that at this point in my life. And And they were like, well, what if you just, you know, when you do hear bird songs, which is something I really, really love, um, when you hear bird songs, what if you just use that as an opportunity to remember um, that you are one with the world and that good things are coming and and you are taken care of? And I really, really loved that perspective of instead of waiting for the magic feeling to be here, cultivating the magic feeling by choosing to make it magic. So that is my rose for today. My bud is tonight we're going to watch a movie. We're going to make flatbreads and just have a nice evening in. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a little bit of a uh, long week. I'm recording this on Friday and I'm just ready to curl up on the couch and watch a funny movie. My thorn for today is... You know, hmm, I don't, I don't really know that I have one that's like coming off the top of my head. I'm going to say, you know what? We can have a thorn free week. No, my thorn is that I don't like to make decisions. (laughs) Um, I, I'm going to go with that one. I have a lot of decisions to make right now a lot of moving pieces. And I really would just rather, I wouldn't rather not make the decisions because it's a little too stressful as it stands. Like I'm going to have to let some things go and simplify my life. And so I have to figure out what needs to be cut. And I'm really stalling on it because I don't want to cut anything out, but I also can't keep doing it all. You know what I mean? So that is my thorn for today. I want to, before we dive into the episode, I want to give you kind of like a warning that this is an episode, I pulled audio from a YouTube video that I created. It's just, when I decided I wanted to do a confidence week, I don't think that there's anything more I want to say than what I said in that video. And I know that sometimes my YouTube audience and my podcast audience are not the same. Um, So I did pull audio from the YouTube so that we could repurpose some content that I'm pretty proud of. And I think is, is saying the things I want to say here. So it's going to sound a little bit different. It might sound a little bit tin canny, you know, how it can sound sometimes. So I'm sorry for the audio quality. However, the content is worth a listen in my opinion. And, um, yeah, tomorrow we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the concept of confidence with some practical tips and tools and exercises you can try in your life to build some confidence. And, um, yeah, and Instagram is where we're going to deepen the conversation. So if you want to come share some of your confidence tips or give me 
feedback on the things that spoke to you in these episodes, come hang out with me on Instagram and let's talk about it. All right. I will see you guys into the episode. It might sound a little strange. We might jump right into the middle of the conversation, but it's going to be good. All right. See you in there. So the number one question that I get on Instagram, on any platform that I am, when I open the doors to questions, I'm always going to be asked the same thing. And that is, how are you so confident? And, and I think that's an interesting question because yes, I have these markers and these place points in my life of where I've tweaked the way that I think, the way that I talk to myself, the way that I orient with the world to increase my confidence. And we can get into that in a little bit, but I think that the number one thing that I want people to know and the number one mistake I see people making is that they think that confidence is a destination. It's like a place that you arrive or it's something to be achieved. And in reality, confidence is much more a day-to-day practice. It's a thing that we participate in every single day of our lives. And so, yes, maybe I have more confidence today than I had five years ago on a, on a regular basis. Like my standard for confidence is higher, but I still participate in the act of remaining confident and behaving in the world as a confident person. So I'm going to take a sip of my espresso and then we'll, we'll keep the conversation going. So when we think about it as a destination, here's what we're doing. When we think one day I will be confident, a couple of things occur. First, we think it's for someone else. Us in the future, maybe the someone else or me, Sarah Jane now, um, we think it's like a thing that isn't for us in this moment. It's a thing that we maybe will get some time. And so when we think of it like that, it becomes a one day thing. Like one day I'll be confident. One day I will uh, go to Europe. Whatever the thing is that our goals happen to be, when we get into that one day mindset, it becomes an easy thing to put off, right? Instead of saying, um, I'm gonna participate in my confidence today, that that's much more tangible, right? That's much more action oriented. That is doing something right now, participating in the act of becoming confident, increasing your confidence every single day is where I hope that you will be. Um, and it's the same thing with any goal, right? Like I want you participating in that goal right now, not one day. It's not a thing to do sometime, even something as tangible as a trip out of the country, you, you're participating in that trip out of the country as soon as you decide you want to go on it, right? You start saving money, you start researching, you start making plans, you um, start putting things into place to prepare. If you don't have a date for that trip out of the country, it will not happen. So just like with confidence, you need to have like you need to be actively participating in it. It needs to be a thing that you're doing, not a thing that you will do sometime. And along with this idea of it's a destination, not a relationship, which is what I think of it as, right? It's this a relationship that I have to myself that increases my confidence on a regular basis, healing, a healing, loving, kind, tender, passionate relationship to my life, that increases my confidence if I live in that mindset every day versus 
well, sometime I'll be a confident person. And when I'm a confident person, then I will live a healing, happy, fulfilled, passionate lifestyle that's suited for someone who's confident enough to live it. Do you see how that switched, right? Like confidence comes from living the life you want to live, doing the, the things that are scary to do, like having the hard conversations, putting yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable, taking dynamic risks, um, and seeing that you're fine on the other side of that, seeing that you were competent and capable the whole time, and um, allowing the right people in to your circle, you know, talking to yourself in a calm, confident, kind way, so that when other people speak to you in ways that aren't in alignment with that, it becomes very, very obvious that they're not matching the energy that you require to be loved by them or for them to be in an intimate relationship to yourself. I think sometimes we put this pressure on ourselves to be extremely confident and to, you know, reach that destination and um, we limit our reward until we feel like we're supposed to feel the way we want to feel, right? Like, so I'm like, oh, when I'm confident, then I'll get to do all the good things I want to do. And at the same time, we actively sabotage our confidence in a few specific ways. We allow people into our lives that speak unkindly to us or um, get joy out of our failure and don't root for our success. We surround ourselves on social media with accounts that's that are screaming at us that we need to be fixed or there's something wrong with us. Um, and this can happen in a myriad of ways. I think the most obvious is in body image. You know, if you are um, struggling with your body image and you're following all these fitspiration accounts that are telling you how to restrict and diet and work out to get like this one specific kind of chiseled ab, like, of course your brain is going, it's inundated with information telling you that you are not okay, that you as you are, are not okay. If you can unfollow all of the accounts that make you feel like you are supposed to uh, shape shift, then surround and then replace those accounts with ones that have are people who have bodies like yours and or, um, you know, I would say even like bigger bodies than yours doing amazing things in the world, then you're going to be in the, you're going to have the opportunity to see it doesn't really matter what your body looks like. Or, um, if you match the specific mold that doesn't even exist in nature, uh, because it's all editing anyway, if you don't match this like specific mold of like whatever the body that's in right now looks like, then um, you can still enjoy your life. You can still find love and happiness and joy and fulfillment as you are. And so there's that, right? It's who you allow into your space physically and how they speak to you, who you're allowing into your space mentally. And I would say representation is so important um, in every way. I think making sure that you're following people who look differently than you in terms of like skin, skin type, people who love differently than you in terms of orientation, um, people with large, you know, there's plenty of people to follow who have edited their bodies down or are hyper-focused on making sure they have like the societally expected body. Um, but following people who have bodies outside of the norm, um, different able, you know, people who are in different, different stages of, um, ability that you're surrounding yourself with that so that you remember that there's this beautiful, rich 
wide variety of people in the world and there's not just one way because there is one kind of like standard that we're all very I, I can guarantee that we're all if I say like the human ideal we immediately get a person in our mind and likely they're the same um, like a, a specific caricature of a person and the more people like that you follow and the less variety that you're giving yourself in terms of representation in your social media feed and in the media that you watch, then the more comfortable you're going to be self-rejecting and the more comfortable you're going to be rejecting other people who don't match the norm. Um, so get comfortable looking at things that maybe you're, you feel like you're not supposed to look at or, um, you know, dimples on thighs, stretch marks, um, stomach rolls, get comfortable with this stuff. Um, because at the end of the day, like if you look at it enough, it becomes quite beautiful. And I can tell you that from experience, if you are only looking at the like human ideal of like what society is. And I, I like to say what's in style right now, because that's true, right? In history, what is trendy in terms of a body has changed dramatically over the years. And right now we have like a specific body that like is in style and that will be completely different next year, maybe two years from now, depending on the trends of our society and how things move and change. And so it's, it's kind of in that way, like a silly idea that we compare ourselves at all to anyone because it's all just that person's going to be out of style in two years. The person who was in the Calvin Klein ads back in the nineties, like isn't the ideal right now. And, and just like the ideal right now is not going to be the ideal in 10 years. So holding ourselves to this like ever moving standard is really unfair and unrealistic and makes a lot of companies, a lot of money. So that representation in your media, um, the other thing is to put yourself in situations that you didn't know you could do. So a lot of the confidence that I would say that I have built in my life comes from traveling alone, doing hard things by myself. So going to Nicaragua, getting from, um, this, you know, a certain city to this remote Island without any help, you know, without any guidance, meeting strangers and, and figuring out who to, who to trust and who not to trust, navigating maps um, navigating difficult scenarios, standing up for myself, um, trusting my instincts. These things build confidence. And while maybe you can't travel right now, but you can start to trust yourself more, start to take your instincts into account and really value your own intuition, value your own experience. And so for a lot of you, just communicating that you have a preference, communicating that you have a need, um, laying out for people your boundaries. These are things that are confidence builders. And this is why I say confidence isn't this thing to achieve down the road. It's not like a destination you're going to get to because just as confidence is built, confidence can be given away. So if I all of a sudden started following all these fitspiration and diet accounts, um, surrounded myself with people who spoke negatively to me, didn't root for my success and quit advocating for myself and just tired of telling myself that like what I want and what I need isn't important, doesn't matter. Then guess what's going to happen to me? My confidence is going to slowly be chipped away. 
And so make sure that you remember that this is a participation. This is a choice that you make every day and every moment. Um, so a good way to think about this is today, am I making the decisions that a confident person would make? Am I making the decisions that I want someone else to make for themselves? If I love someone, am I, would I let them make the decisions that I'm making right now? I'm going to take a coffee and I'm going to give you a little, take a coffee. I'm going to take a sip of coffee, give you a little story time. So I think a really good example of this is everybody's like different safety level with what's going on in the world at the moment. I, I don't want to say the word, the things happening in the world in terms of health and safety um and being in quarantine not being in quarantine all of that if you have a different standard for what feels safe for you than maybe the people in your life a confident person right would advocate for their their definition of safety and be able to say this is my body this is my body autonomy and i will make the decisions that i need to make for my own safety and well-being and a less than confident person might over-sacrifice, um, may go against their own values, go against their own feeling of security in order to please the people in their life. And it's hard, right? These conversations are hard because it's easy for people to say that like maybe you're over-concerned. Maybe it's easy for people to feel like your concerns don't matter and that your needs are less important than their wants, whatever it is, then you were able then to say, if I were fully confident, if that were a destination that was achievable, how would I behave in the situation? And then you can make the decisions that you need to make for yourself from there. And that builds the confidence. It builds onto it because you're proving to yourself that you can advocate for yourself, that you're worth advocating for, and that most people are still going to want to stay around. Like the people who love you, love you and they want you to advocate for yourself. Um, and the ones who don't, that's not good love, right? We want the love that embraces our confidence, embraces our ability to stand firm and strong and into our own, um, you know, stand firmly into our own being and our own worth. That's the relationship we want to preserve. If there's a relationship that is denying that for us, that's good information, right? If these conversations go poorly, good data for the future. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the mistakes that people make when they're talking, they're looking at their confidence. We've talked about so a, a couple of ways in which this shows up in your day-to-day -day life. Um, and I think it's also important to know, to really hold on to the fact that like, as we heal and love and speak kindly to ourselves, the more normal that starts to feel and the more this builds. So yes, maybe today, if I say you're going to start your confidence journey right now and you're going to behave as a confident person right now, you're going to feel like you're playing pretend. If you are like far down the shame journey, if you're far down the journey of feeling um, unvaluable, unworthy, then you're going to feel like you're playing pretend and that's okay. But I want you to move into true confidence through consistently being reliable with yourself, building trust with yourself, proving that you're competent and capable, that you can do things on your own, proving that you can advocate for yourself, and surrounding yourself with messages that reinforce the idea that this is a good journey for you to be on.
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It was such a joy to create this content for you. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me. If you would take a second, leave a five-star rating over there on iTunes. All you have to do is search Enneagram and Coffee in the search bar. My podcast will pop up and then it'll be a little spot right there for you to leave your rating and your review. Your words and your five stars always mean so much to me and they help me get this podcast to new listeners just like you. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you tomorrow for the next one.